Good morning. It is 10.07, and Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us. She's going to talk about soccer. She's going to talk about Biden, the rail strike. Uh, and she has um, an interesting perspective on the, uh, the uh, guy on death row that we talked about in the last segment, whose daughter wants to witness the uh, execution, but the uh, government, the state of Missouri, won't let her. So we'll get all that a little less than a half an hour from now. In the meantime, and we've got uh, quite a bit of uh, ground that we need to cover. In the final hour of the show, we'll, we'll be chatting about uh, the Columbia Police Department. Because apparently, all of this, uh, you know, the the, uh, the crime that that's going on, somebody wants to change the way they respond. I don't know how you do that. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but we'll kick that around. In the meantime, Apple uh, apparently has slowed up their advertising on Twitter. And Elon Musk is uh, threatening to open the quote-unquote secret files on censorship. Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why, he writes. The Twitter files on free speech suppression, soon to be published on Twitter itself, the public deserves to know what really happened. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited about this. This is like you know, thwarting the bad guys and uh, getting to look at their playbook. It's, it, it's confirmation, I think, that's coming about the bias uh, at Twitter under previous management. I want to see this. In the meantime, uh, this is a, a, a disturbing piece of audio uh, from the White House. Uh, they're talking about Twitter and this report. And, and by the way, these reporters have such hubris. Whatever they say is okay. We don't have to worry about what the government thinks or the administration thinks. But Twitter, oh, that could be a nexus for the next hell, uh, at least according to, the, uh, to this reporter. But the response from Jean-Pierre is, in my opinion, absolutely Unacceptable. Here we go. This is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So, look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. What? The federal government is keeping an eye on Twitter? No, no, no. They dissolved their misinformation board. Remember? They're keeping an eye on Twitter? They have no <laughs> business keeping an eye on Twitter. They have no business interfering with that platform at all. I, it's absolute insanity that she would even say this, and people aren't outraged. Your federal government is looking at a at a a platform that enables people to communicate. They're keeping it. They have no business doing that. That's insane. And uh, look, um, 
we, you know, we have always been very clear, um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring, and uh, we see, you know, we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting and just for, for ourselves what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, the social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms uh, from being used by any user uh, to incite violence, especially violence uh, directed at individual communities. As we have been seeing, and the President has been very clear on calling uh, that out, he'll continue to do that, uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Go ahead. I'm outraged. I'm literally outraged. They're going to monitor? It's, they have an obligation? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Look, the federal government's job is clearly defined in the doctrine of enumerated powers. They, in nowhere does it say that they can spend your tax dollars at the government level to monitor a free speech platform. Elon Musk should be able to put whatever he wants and allow whatever he wants on his platform. And if it gets ugly, people will hold him accountable. But this is just pure nonsense. People should be outraged. Every reporter in that room should have been should have been screaming, "You, you're you're doing what? You're monitoring us? Do you remember Brian last year when they were talking about monitoring radio stations and yes. and, and news uh, news reports? Uh huh. This is a threat to I mean, free speech. From what I understand, they're already connected with Facebook. And, you know, kicking people that uh, go against the grain and put things up that they don't like. And, you know, it's pretty uh, obvious when you put a, a harmless meme on and it's taken down immediately saying that you've broken community standards. And it has absolutely no... I mean, it, it's silly, just what they're doing. Well, it's you really violated. concerning, too. You violated Facebook's uh, community standards repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> are, are, you allowed, are you allowed back on again? Yeah, I'm, I'm on, but uh, I guess, you know, I've got are you on, I've on probation? the mark. Yeah, I've got the dreaded Facebook mark. I, I've yet to look on there to see what exactly the punishment is. But, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and I, I take issue, too, with something Jean... Pierre said, she said, the president has been clear. When did that happen? Yeah. Uh, it, it just, everything about this really, really stinks. And those reporters should have been outraged. And they weren't. This is not a job for the federal government. They should have no say-so on what anybody writes there. Maybe maybe they want to bring back the uh, uh, the Sedition Act, Alien Sedition Act. I, I don't know, but that's what it, that's what it looks like. 
crazy making. Just crazy making. Oh, I remember what it was. It was uh, the Paul Pelosi meme about getting hammered oh, know, yeah. twice within a couple weeks. And they didn't, they didn't care for that. Yeah, he put up a cartoon that said he was uh, hammered at two crime scenes. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, <laughs> they didn't think that was funny. For that. I thought it was funny. Oh, thank God the Zimmers let us do that without uh, putting us in, you know, radio purgatory. Uh, Gary is on the line. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, great. You know, Twitter has just opened things up and their media... Uh, mainstream media scared to death. Uh, just in the past two days on uh, Elon Musk thing, uh, they posted. Uh, well, I'll just read them real quick. Seventy-five different politicians had traded vaccine stocks while mandating lockdowns on the country. That's one of the gems that they don't want to expose. Uh, before every bill that has been passed on, you know, debt reduction and that. Uh, bunches of politicians have been trading into uh, defense company stocks. Uh, Zelensky is using money that's been sent over there to trade into the stock market. This is all being exposed. Uh, they're also uh, all in uproar because uh, the members of Congress and that are uh, investing in the stocks that treat nuclear sickness. Uh, now, anything that they might pass, our crooked members of Congress might pass, is being traded as the bill goes before a vote. And they get, they get these stocks bought for cheap. And it's been going on, it's been going on, but... It, there's an amp. There's actually an amp where you can track politicians. You have to pay six dollars a month, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. All but right. It's, it's All right. Twitter. Twitter's going to expose what they don't want to see. Uh, I think that's true. I think they are. Gary, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jennifer Bukowski. Oh, about ten minutes from now, Biden's non-binary drag queen, uh, nuclear waste guru, charged with theft. Uh, the, the Missouri case that we talked about with the uh, death penalty, uh, gaslighting, that is the Merriam-Webster word of the year, and the Iran soccer showdown. All that's coming up on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1021. Glad to have you with us. Uh, 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. Uh, U.S. Iranian soccer showdown intensifies with protests as a backdrop. Uh, many Iranians want U.S. victory in the World Cup game. Uh, Jennifer is going to be on with us. Jennifer Bukowski in about 10 minutes. Gavin Newsom says he wants President Biden to seek re-election. I hope he runs. I'll enthusiastically support him. She has commentary on that. And the Senate's top gun control advocate talking about Biden's burning desire to ban a semi-automatic rifle. Uh, that is just some of what's on tap. Uh, when Jennifer gets here. In the meantime, Julian Assange is back in the news. He is uh, in England. He's awaiting extradition to the United States, uh, where uh, the federal government wants to prosecute him. 
He's been fighting extradition, but he is losing. The New York Times and several other media outlets, according to Reason Magazine, published some information that WikiLeaks uh, had leaks rather had uncovered. And uh, today's letter provides a somewhat qualified defense that Assange is a journalist, and his publishing of leaked classified information is not a crime. The indictment sets a dangerous precedent and threatens to undermine America's First Amendment uh, and uh, freedom of the press. The Times is joined by uh, The Guardian in England, Le Mans in France, Der Spiegel in Germany, uh, and then uh, another paper in Spain. They were the five media outlets that in 2010 published many of the details of the hundreds of thousands of confidential cables from the United States Department of State about hidden corruption and diplomatic scandals. The letter includes a paragraph critiquing Assange's judgment in releasing unredacted copies of these cables in 2011. It says some of the outlets are concerned about the allegations in the indictment that he attempted to aid in computer intrusion of a classified uh, database. This is in reference to his allegedly helping uh, Manning, uh, the transgender idiot, attempt to crack uh, encryption or on classified files, according to the Justice Department. In other words, the editors and the publishers are willing to acknowledge that Assange might not be just a passive recipient of class of inf classified information, but deliberately sought it out. But many major media outlets, particularly the five that signed the document, have recognized the public value and public concern of the information that Assange illegally obtained and published. My question to you, and we only have a couple of minutes here, do you think the United States should extradite Julian Assange and prosecute him, or do you think they should let this go? 874-9390, 800-529-5572. By the way, the Washington Post and the New York Times have been against this uh, indictment for a long time. Uh, they say this is a potentially chilling effect. If Assange can be imprisoned for publishing classified documents, then couldn't the editors of the Times or the Post or any other media outlet who also publish these documents face the same fate? justification for the prosecution is that he doesn't qualify as a journalist. He's not a legitimate journalist. Well, I think he was a journalist. And I think he should not be prosecuted. But I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see what you think. You can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, uh, or you can call at 800-529-5572 if you're local, 874-9390. But I think that information was more an indictment of what the federal government is doing. I think, you know, if he's, if WikiLeaks is constantly publishing things, that makes him a, a reporter. That makes him a member of the media, whether they like it or not. And apparently they don't have a problem with it. And certainly I don't. I think they should drop this and leave this guy alone. I mean, they have tried everything they can to kill this guy. Um, according to Reason Magazine, these media outlets grasp this truth even as the U.S. government is trying to insist that he is somehow different from the rest of the press. 
They know full well that his prosecution, if successful, will eventually be used to try to prosecute other journalists for publishing classified information. Some lawmakers have recognized this as a problem and have introduced legislation that attempts to clarify the Espionage Act uh, doesn't apply to journalists and whistleblowers. So what do you think? Should the federal government leave Julian Assange alone? I would argue they should. I would argue that he was a member of the media, he was reporting, and he should not be prosecuted. They went after him for rape. It was a fake rape case. And it was just so the United States could get their hands on him. On the rail strike, Gary, I worked 42 years for the BNSF. I'm not a big fan of unions, even though I was a member for those 42 years. But it's not the money. It's the time off. Yeah, we did. I mentioned that, and we talked about that part of it yesterday. You can't plan anything, all kinds of weather and conditions. Yes, the pay is good. So all the people complaining they make too much money should go to work, uh, work the job. Uh, let's see, they're, uh, they're hiring all the time because they can't keep employees because the working requirements to shut up or put up. Well, then, then quit. That's all. Just quit. Get away. They're, if they're abusing you as an employer, get away. Uh, Brian Gary, this is on the uh, same lines of what I called in and wrote about yesterday with surveillance data being stored at being a violation of the Fourth Amendment search and seizure, uh, the principle of it. Now, the story of data, big tech, uh, whether it's a crime uh, or free speech, is still an issue. Look, if you're out in the street, Brian, and they take your picture, they can hang on to it for as long as they want. Uh, that is not a crime. I understand your, your concerns, but it is not a crime. Uh, and as for uh, Jean-Pierre and the administration going after Twitter, uh, monitoring them. They, they should not be allowed to spend a dime monitoring them. There is no crime in letting people have their say. Th those reporters should have been absolutely upset. I mean, they should have been screaming. There is a gay marriage vote today in the Senate. It should fail. It should fail. I'm not opposed to gay marriage. I think you have the right to marry any consenting adult you want. But this is, this is going to codify something that shouldn't be codified. And it's going to enable gays uh, who are, uh, frankly, uh, you know, the, the, the kind that, uh, that want to challenge everybody. It's going to allow them to go after religious institutions and uh, challenge their belief uh, in, in uh, heterosexual marriage. I don't want that. I want the government, in fact, I want the government completely out of marriage. They, have, they should have no say-so in marriage. That's a religious institution. On Julian Assange, very quickly, branded down at the lake, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me, Gary. Hey, I just wanted to say, um, I don't really think that they should continue to try to pursue Assange for basically exposing all of the uh, evilness and crookedness that uh, that they like to do behind closed doors. 
Uh, All right. Brandon, I got to let you go, buddy. The clock is ticking. And Jennifer Bukowski is waiting right after the news. She'll be with us on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, Jennifer Bukowski, uh, she is a, a regular Tuesday guest and has a whole host of topics she wants to get to, including the story about uh, Joe Biden's non-binary drag queen nuclear waste guru, Sam Britton. Uh, he apparently um, was caught on camera stealing luggage from uh, an airport in Minneapolis. Why? I'm sure he thought it was his, right? Or, was it his or hers? I'm not sure. Y- yeah. Maybe you should ask it. <laughs> yeah, ask it. What a bizarre and strange uh, case. Uh, and then uh, this, this story here in uh, Missouri about uh, this guy on death row. And again, uh, as I said earlier in the program, I'm not a fan of uh, the death penalty. I'm sure, you know, he deserves it. Uh, he's earned it, but I don't want the state involved in it. It's not, uh, it's not, for, it's, that's for God. Let's just keep this guy off the streets while he's a threat to society. But anyway, uh, they are going to uh, execute him. And uh, they've told the girl, his daughter, who wants to be there, and he wants her there, uh, you got to wait two years. <laughs> but we're executing him next week. Uh, all right, so we're going to get to all of that and more with Jennifer Bukowski, who missed by a, about a minute, but she's with us now. Hey, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, doing well. I was on the phone with a judge, and sometimes they get a little chatty, so I apologize for being a minute hey, late to your show today. Hey, Jen, <laughs> you got a choice. A judge, me. A judge, me. And in the <laughs> circumstance, just hang up on the judge. I did. I right? did nearly. Yes, I did eventually hustle him off the phone. But hey, are you, I'm here are, with you now. Are you coming to our Christmas dinner on the 18th? I am, yeah. At CC's? Good. I got a great speaker. Uh, and I'm not telling anybody. I, Brian doesn't even know who's coming. But All you right. will know the speaker. Everybody who's listening to us now will know who the speaker is. Very mysterious. Yes, that's the plan. Anyway, uh, let, I'm going to throw a quick one out here at you that has nothing to do with anything that's on the list of things you want to talk about. Um, a bunch of uh, major uh, diurnals are asking that Julian Assange uh, be set free. And I was just curious to see where you come down on, on that. You know, Julian Assange is a very interesting character, and I have been wondering why, you know, the U.S. government needs to either convict him or let him go. This purgatory, this in-between stage that they've held him in for years and years now, I mean, this is going on since, what, 2016, 2017? Well, he's been holding out. He's... He hid in an embassy for a long time. Then they threw him out, and, and Britain arrested him. Uh, and then the United States is trying to extradite him, and he's trying to fight extradition. So you know they could have, you know, he's thrown the book now, at him, though, right? Huh? He's been here a while now. No, he's still in Britain. Oh, he really? I, for some reason, I thought he had been extradited. No, they're trying to extradite him. Um, but uh, these major news outlets are saying, let this go. Uh, 
Um, and I think they're right. I, I don't think they should prosecute him. Let's uh, let's jump into uh, Joe Biden's non-binary drag queen nuclear waste guru, Sam Brinton. <laughs> Quite a headline, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> this person you might be familiar with because he was photographed quite a bit with uh, the transgender health and human services secretary um, in Paris representing the United States of America at an important international event. And he is like bald, shaped head bald, but dresses very femininely with a lot, a lot of makeup, but will wear a mustache and uh, no hair on his head. Anyways, apparently a couple months ago, this individual allegedly stole a suitcase from a woman uh, when he arrived in Minneapolis from D.C. He had not checked any, according to the complaint in the uh, probable cause statement, he had not checked a bag on his way to Minneapolis, and he picked up this suitcase, took it with him to the hotel, and then he used that suitcase again on an international flight, probably paid for by the U.S. taxpayers, um, and that was identified uh, by the victim as belonging to her. He had a couple of different stories, but this is, I kind of feel bad, like, piling on this individual because he's clearly got problems. Like, he was in some New York Times piece talking about how he was tortured by this conversion therapy that his parents tried to make him go to when he was in middle school um, and coming out of the closet as bisexual or something. And uh, he just really goes for attention getting outfits. But he went to, you know, Kansas State, but then somehow went to MIT and he works as an expert in nuclear waste disposal. But he is obviously a troubled individual if he's got this kind of position in the United States government as a leader and he's getting to go to Paris and represent the United States and do all this stuff, and you're stealing a suitcase at the Minneapolis airport? It's, it's just bizarre. Yes, it is. But running around wearing lipstick and, and, and a woman's dress uh, is, uh, especially especially in that position, is even more bizarre. He's photographed with celebrities. He's like a quasi-celebrity on his own with all this attention-getting stuff but you know biden likes to appoint the first ever of everything to each position so as a white male maybe it was strategic to who knows <laughs> be this uh first bisexual trans I, I don't know if even he's non-binary that's what it was he was the first non-binary uh, person appointed into leadership a nuclear waste guru sam Brinton. Weird, just weird, um, yeah. and and frankly, I think, frankly, I think also an embarrassment um, f to the whole country. Uh, right. uh, so this guy's being executed tonight. Uh, they told his daughter. We talked about this earlier in the program. I asked listeners if they thought it made sense that she should not be able to go. Most of the callers seem to think she should be able to go. Uh, I think she should be able to go as well. I mean, they're executing him for a crime that he committed when he was 19. She's 19 right now. Yeah. Well. So, she's too young to go and watch that. I mean, her mother, unfortunately, was murdered when she was only like a, 
four or five years old, her mother and grandmother. So this is the only parent she's had in her life. She's about to be executed tonight. And they said, no, you can't go watch it. Well, you can wait two years and then you can go. Right. Of course but the Missouri Supreme Court yesterday denied this last minute motion to uh, for more to stay the execution because the conviction had been tainted by racism. The governor has said that he is a cop killer and he will receive no clemency. I mean, everything has been exhausted. This is going to go forward today. So there is no waiting two years to go watch your dad get executed because he's getting executed tonight. Well, um, as you know, I'm, I'm no fan of the death penalty. I, I think if he's a threat to society, you keep him in there until God takes him, and then he can punish him if he wants. Um, and, and it's not because I don't think he necessarily deserves or doesn't deserve. Uh, I just think when you give the state that power of life and death, somewhere along the line, they'll make mistakes, and they already have in many cases. So it's it really is a slippery slope. I'm so opposed to this. Uh, but we got to move on because there is a new word of the year, gaslighting. That's right. And how apt is that for <laughs> to be the word of the year? This comes from a play to gaslight someone. It's to make them, it's a psychological torture mechanism uh, where you try to get the victim to question their the validity of their own thoughts uh, and uh, it's named after this play gaslight where the husband kept turning down the gaslights but convincing his wife that they weren't getting lower and so she's questioning her own reality it's a really mean thing to do to people but it has become quite prevalent of a word that's being used all over the place and apparently it was searched for quite a bit and so that's why Merriam-Webster uh, made it the word of the year. But they're gaslighting us for they say things like, oh, the right was never suppressed on Twitter. There's no evidence of that. It's like there's all kinds of evidence of that, you know, but they, it's it just uh, you do see this happening in society. Well, we're going to find out uh, about the Twitter um I know. Elon Musk is going to publish the files. I can't wait for that. I, I mean, it's not like, you know, seeing their deepest, darkest secrets. I, I don't know what's going to be all in it, but I have at different points. At one time, I lost 15,000 followers. I mean, I only have 34 now, but I was up to it. it just all of a sudden, I got chopped. And I had been audited before. Uh, you can get a thing where you could run through an audit. And I had like 99% real Twitter followers, not bots. So I don't know what in the world could have happened that they chopped 15,000 of them. I don't know, but I'm I'm really dying to see uh, exactly how they... Uh... Yeah, so what, are, what information are they going to have? Are they going to have like the list of people that got suppressed or targeted or, or yeah, what... I just want to know what the criteria was. Yeah. I want to know what the criteria was. And I'll bet my bottom dollar, and I'll bet yours too, that it was uh, it, it was a bias against conservatives. And they well, desperately don't want that exposed. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. I have not been even tweeting that much lately, and I'm gaining Twitter followers every day. Constantly. Yeah, I'm think I was literally going back on. I got to take a break. I'm up against the clock. Uh, callers, hang on the line. We're going to get to you in just a minute. Jennifer Bukowski, our guest on the Gary Nolan Show. Ten fifty two. Jennifer Bukowski is with us, uh, and we got a whole host of topics. I promise I'd get to a phone call or two. We'll do that in just a second. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the USA versus Iran. Uh, the World Cup, a game that uh, neither Brian nor I nor most of the listeners uh, are watching. I can't imagine how profitable that would be for TV uh, networks, but they're they're carrying it. Uh, in the meantime, let me grab a call or two. Let me start off with down at the lake. Herb is on the line. Herb, welcome. How are you? Uh, fine. I took care of my dad for the last five years as senile dementia took everything from him and most of us in your listening audience that have taken care of elderly sees everything that is happening with joe biden and you know that he only knows what is put in front of him by his handlers so to say that he made these selections of these uh, very strange people into his cabinet uh, we must begin to focus on who are the people that are guiding Joe Biden. He doesn't have the competence to make decisions like this. So you're wondering who the real president is then? Well, I I have a good idea. Back in 1963, I started following Bill Ayers around the college campuses of uh, Southern California and then discovered he was the main uh, mentor to uh uh, Barack Obama, when Frank Marshall Davis turned him over to him after spending uh, 10 years with the communist in Hawaii. And uh, who do you think mentors uh, puts all these ideas in front of uh, the people that control Joe Biden? Yeah, well, it is uh, a lot of Joe of uh, Barack Obama's staff that are working for Joe Biden. So you're right. I think he's the one pulling the strings. Herb, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Jennifer Bukowski has a whole host of other topics today. Uh, The U.S.-Iranian soccer showdown intensifies with protests as a backdrop. Um, Some of these these, uh, Iranian uh, players are going to be in trouble because they didn't sing the national anthem. Yeah, Iran has allegedly threatened their families ahead of the U.S. match today with torture and death if they do anything that looks like a protest because the eyes of the world are on Iran and the United States and game today. It's a huge game because as I've been talking about on your show and on Tobler and other shows, these protests are huge. What uh, these young people are doing in Iran, risking their lives just for basic rights uh, when they have gender apartheid over there. Women are, you know, completely second-class citizens, have no ability to even go and see a soccer game that's illegal for women in iran they have to completely cover themselves they can't do all kinds of different things just to participate as basic members of society and they're fed up with it the first women-led revolution uh in history probably that we know of and they were signs that these soccer players were in support of this these are stars in their country and after a couple of them didn't sing the anthem when they played Wales the other day, yeah, they've, their families have been threatened with suicide. And actually, many Iranians want the United States to win today. What do you, what do you mean threatened with suicide? Oh, well, they are threatened 
with uh, torture. And they are also, what they're doing with these protesters is they're claiming they committed suicide when they haven't. They throw them off buildings. Oh, she went off, off the building on her own. No, like, no one believes them when they're lying uh, and saying these things. So, yeah, being found suicide, uh, dying from suicide isn't the same over there as it is over here. That's just what they claim happens. Interesting. Now, you've been following this uh, for a while now because you and I have chatted about it for a couple of months about uh, how women are treated in the Middle East. Uh, and and do you think, based on your observations, that this could topple them, the Iranian government? I, I hope so. I really do because it's just such an evil regime where you have their mullahs talking about women like they're, they're animals that are, exist for sex. And, I mean, it's just... It's just an evil regime, and it's oppressing with people, and they're able to get enough outside information to see what they're missing out on. I mean, a lot of these hypocrites in this uh, Islamic guard or whatever, they take their girlfriends over to places like Qatar where they're wearing Western clothes and drinking alcohol and just having a good old time, and they come back and they're beating on, you know, teenage girls that have a strand of hair showing because they're immoral. It's just sheer hypocrisy. But, I mean, they are, even to be in Qatar, so close to Iran, and protesting and getting kicked out of the stadium, the FIFA is not supporting the protesters. They're kicking them out if they're showing signs saying Masha, Mini, or, or anything else. I mean, they're really putting their necks on the line a little bit, too, because they have a presence over there. They've tried to execute the woman that appears on Fox News and other things from Iran, that's a journalist that's speaking out on the, against this stuff, she has FBI protection because Iran sent assassins to kill her in New York. I, uh, I remember uh, watching an interview in her apartment, um, and they had to uh, whisk her out of the apartment, apparently, because of, of these uh, uh, Iranian assassins. Right. Uh, in America, I mean, the, the nerve of them to do a hit on someone in our country. It's just ridiculous. But in the meantime, Russia yesterday had this huge billboard saying, in Moscow, saying, Iran, Iran, Russia's heart is with you. So they are rooting for us to lose the soccer match today. Well, we'll see who's more inspired. Um, it's not a game that I particularly care for, but I, I do hope that uh, the United States prevails. Um, the... the uh, you know, just I can't me. decide because the longer that Iran stays in and is not knocked off this out of this tournament, the more attention maybe the protesters will receive because the more fiercely Iran will be trying to make sure the soccer players don't do anything to support the protesters and anything we can do to get the world's attention on this. I mean, they're killing kids, teenagers, and all these protesters in the street. They're arresting them. They could. God knows what they'll end up adjudicating and punishing them with for just protesting. I don't know what happens. If the whole world is aware of it, they, there's still nothing the world can do. All right, we'll, we'll kick this around. And also Gavin Newsom in the news and gun control all coming up with Jennifer Bukowski on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show.